So we had this press, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. the press briefing room, you know, and I want to think of other ways that are lowering the barrier to entry, lowering the barrier to participation. MaskLab is a hub for multimodal and digital scholarship that explores the relationship between media and our changing society. We support, curate, and create media intended to spark dialogue and social change. And the development of pedagogy that uses media to foster civic engagement. MassLab is located in the Communication, Media, and Learning Technology Design Program at Teachers College, Columbia University. At Teachers College, Columbia University, civic education and engagement takes many forms, including research, practice, and various forms of outreach. A very small sampling includes the Civic Participation Project, the Reimagining Education Institute, an Environmental and Sustainability Education Working Group, the Institute for Urban and Minority Education, the College's participation in the New York State Civic Preparation Coalition, the TC Gun Violence Prevention Working Group, and of course, us here at the Media and Social Change Lab. For season two of the Mask Lab podcast, we're exploring different genres and setups while still pursuing topics that help us understand how social change and action are unfolding across multiple modes. That's why we were pleased that Matthew Kemp, Director of Government Relations at Teachers College and a PhD student in the Politics and Education program, sat down to talk with me, Lalitha Vasudevan, a professor of technology and education at TC and the Director of the Media and Social Change Lab to discuss the Take Action Tuesday initiative, as well as other civic engagement activities that have grown at the college in recent years. No, we could start with Take Action because it all, kinds of, it all kind of comes together there, mm -hmm. where that, um, this is basically the third year that I've been working with different um, people and departments and programs in TC to um, get more active in, in civic engagement and politics and, and policy. And so the first year um, was called Your Role in Democracy, and it was with the Student Senate and me, and we talked about things you could do beyond the protest, and so it was about meeting people where they're at, whether you're an artist, an educator, a psychologist, any number of the, the roles that people play here at TC. and. That was um, really hands-on workshops to um, help people come away with leaving a workshop with an actual product or project to, to work on and to carry forth outside the building. Mm -hmm. um, so we did that again this past spring, and we had guest speakers and workshops, and we're going to do it again this coming spring, and I'm really excited about it and love to, to share with the, with the community, and it's going to be about how to be an advocate and so we're going to have all these workshops on how to. Yeah. And a really interesting one that's, that's solidifying as we speak mm -hmm. is how to find your voice. Mm -hmm. And so how to find your voice, parentheses, with or without speaking. Mm -hmm. right? And so um, we have an expert in communications coming in um, who's going to lead, facilitate that workshop. And people involved will, will have maybe a script or maybe uh, an action that will, they'll be ready to take. So that's coming up in the spring, but this past fall has all about, been all about taking action um, and especially focusing and getting ready for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so 
how can you not just register to vote, but how can you um, find other ways to get involved, whether it's through social media, um, uh, finding your voice. We had this artist come in and we built a podium. It was actually a replica of the White House press briefing room. And so make and read as the artist and her exhibit, her work is called A Pressing Conference. And she has created many spaces and replicates spaces of significance to her and to her, her artistic life. And <clears throat> one was the White House Press Briefing Room. So she exhibited it in um, the Spring Break Art Fair last year. And so I partnered with um, Art and Art Education, uh, with the President's Office, and with College Events and Res Life to put this thing on. We built it with hammers and nails and drills. And of 50 or 60 people stopped by, they, they spoke about what was important to them. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to kind of facilitate that, um, those 30 to 60 second speeches, mm-hmm. because a lot of times I think, um, especially here at Columbia, we want to come across as polished and perfect and presentable. Whereas as a political person, a lot of that's important, but what might be more important is authenticity. Can I ask you just to talk a little bit about, you said about 50 or 60 people came by. Yeah. Um, can you give a sort of a taste of what some of the things were that people talked about? Yeah. And when you say 50 or 60 people, mm-hmm. who was included in that? Great, yeah. So it was, um, we, we did a lot of marketing um, internally, including, um, thanks to Trish McNicholas' advice, um, a door-to-door, kind of like a get-out-the-vote internally mm-hmm. to go talk to faculty, staff, and students and let them know that this event was happening. Mm-hmm. So it was a good sampling of faculty, staff, and students. Um, I'd say mostly students, and we tried to also grab people from the hallway to come into Everett. And so that was the, that, those were the speakers, and the topics were really a huge range. Um, People talked about race, they talked about art, they talked about higher ed, student loans, K-12, school to prison pipeline, they talked about, um, you know, Supreme Court justice that was still happening at the time. Mm -hmm. They they didn't talk about the president very much. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even remember anybody mentioning his name. People focused on policy, they talked about substance, you know. It was really interesting. Were you surprised by that? I was, yeah. I was really surprised because, you know, it's the White House press briefing room. And so I was a little apprehensive to know what to expect. And I didn't want to guide people or didn't want to censor or even, you know, it was just a prompt. Mm -hmm. It was a prompt for conversation. And that's kind of been my personal uh, educative model, you know, through the things I've worked on is a framework, a prompt, something to stimulate conversation and kind of stepping back. Mm -hmm. Um, Why spring of 2017? What was the catalyst or what was the story behind that? Well, you know, January of 17 was a big, was a big month. Mm -hmm. And uh, instantly, even before that, in the fall through through that 
that winter and spring, there were workshops and seminars and lectures and sessions happening all over the city mm-hmm. and a lot at educational institutions. Mm-hmm. And I went to every one I could possibly go to to learn. Mm-hmm. And so I've been in government and politics and policy for a while, um, but kind of behind the scenes and kind of supporting you know, the TC administration and the, 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 the higher-ups at institutions I've worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I saw all this amazing advocacy work, I thought about how could we bring it here to TC. Uh, a graduate student, you know, facing a huge challenge, like the idea that Congress wanted to tax graduate student tuition. You know, we've had our own government setting its sights on higher education. So we can't really just sit back anymore. You said a couple of things that um, are, are so, I mean, the, that I just wanted to both follow up on, but I, I find it so interesting in particular because you talked about um, the ways in which something that was happening at a national level mm-hmm. is affecting everyone here at, a, at sort of an institutional local level. And what I'm wondering is, can you say a little bit about how participation has evolved since you first launched your role in democracy yeah. to now where we are a day before the midterms. Right. Um, it's, I haven't done any really, you know, statistical or system, systematic ways of measuring that. Um, but the more things I put out there, the more response there is. And so, a quick anecdote might be we did voter registration a few drives and I brought a stack of voter registration papers down downtown to the the, the city um, board of elections and the staff there told me you know this is the most registrations they've seen since Obama first was running um, so it's anecdotal and then that's citywide right and then TC wide we did the registrations and then we followed up when registration deadline was passed a few days ago and we asked if people are ready, if they know where they're going to poll, if they have a plan to go to the polls and people said, yes, yes, yes. And a lot of people said we already did vote. So people were already, you know, especially out of state New York doesn't have early voting yet for some reason. Um, but other states do. So there's a lot of engagement on that. Tell us a little bit about your role at TC. Yeah, um, so as Director of Government Relations, I manage uh, TC's interactions with city, state, and federal government. And those are primarily elected officials, but that also includes departments, like Departments of Education, the Regents, um, other other, um, public officials. Um, And then, again, I mentioned Manage, managing our outside consultants who are based in Albany and, and downtown New York City. And then you're also a student. Yeah, yeah. That's another hat. And so mm-hmm. I'm a, a PhD student candidate in um, politics and education and kind of just wrapping up my dissertation on how and why do colleges lobby. And so I look at the tw- what happened in the 20th century and how does it happen particularly today. So I have some a mixed methods approach, um, putting together a big database on every college and university in the country for 10 or 11 years and how what they've spent on lobbying and what kind of outcomes that might be connected to. 
And there's also interviews with colleges, um, the lobbyists like me, and also government officials. Um, and then I do a news analysis. So that's the other hat, but it's nice that they kind of inform each other. We have a midterm tomorrow, and you know, part of the question is just so what? I mean, or, or then what? Not so what. Then what? Um, and you've given us a little preview yeah. of the spring. Um, if you could leave people with a thought, you know, and I'm thinking I was really taken by what you said about students as a major constituency yeah. in, in, in the nation. Yeah. Um, what do you want to let us know about sort of what happens after Tuesday? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, just a message for what you think people ought to take away. So no matter who your representative is, they work for you. If you voted, they have to, I worked in two U.S. Senate offices and I was picking up phones, answering emails, faxes, whatever method people sent their, their message. We had to document every single one. And it went into a database, and at the end of the day, those phone calls, emails, and everything else would go down to the Washington office, and the chief of staff would take a look, and that would inform how the elected official made their decision. So a lot of people think, oh, what's the point? Congress, they don't care. They're corrupt, et cetera, et cetera. But it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If they don't hear from you, how are they going to even know what to say or do? So you have to keep showing up. You have to keep calling them, setting up meetings with them. You're a constituent. You could get a meeting. So keep participating that way, and then keep uh, empowering yourself, learning about the process, coming to our workshops, um, and keep, keep coming to Take Action Tuesday, and we'll we're staying on top of all the critical issues. Well, I appreciate you talking with me. I appreciate you talking with our group. Um, yeah. And I will follow up with emails with, so you can link us to all of the resources you shared, and Definitely. we'll get this up as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. That was great. This episode was produced by me, Lalitha Vasudevan, Kyle Oliver, and Caroline DeVoe, and was recorded on November 5th, 2018, one day before the November 2018 midterm elections. Our music is Kelp Grooves by Little Glass Men, available at freemusicarchive.org. That's all for this episode, but check back soon. We have lots more coming for season two. So subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating and review if you'd like to hear more or if you have ideas about topics you'd like to hear us cover.